Hello there. Welcome to episode 32 of the Post-Concussion Syndrome Awareness Podcast. And today uh, I have a real treat. Uh, Carol J. Starr from uh, Maine in the USA is uh, coming on to join me for a chat. Uh, Carol's had a diverse, interesting um, uh, life and career over the last few years. Um, She was um, hit in, in a road traffic accident back in 1999 and then suffered a brain injury. Um, she had previously she was a teacher and a classical musician and life was turned upside down really um, kind of dramatically by that um, and over the years as she recovered she realized that she had the, the, the talent the wisdom the knowledge to help other people uh, to cope with their injuries as well so Carol's exactly the sort of guest we love on, on this podcast show as well and um, she's now a national keynote speaker and the author of an award-winning book uh, Root um, and to to boot and to rise, beg your pardon, put my teeth in, and it's that's about accepting brain injury. He's also the co-founder of the Brain Injury Voices Group and uh, a survivor volunteer group that's, that's uh, based in Maine. And uh, Carol's very passionate about using her experience to help and make a difference for others. So uh, hopefully you're going to check out her website. I'm sure she'll give you the details as well. Uh, but if you go to www.sta S T A R R S P E A K E R author.com. So that's starspeakerauthor.com. Um, then you'll find more information there. Um, and hopefully uh, you'll enjoy this as much as we enjoyed it. Um, here we go. Here's a chat we had earlier. Right, ladies and gentlemen, and whoever else might be listening, uh, today we've got a real treat for you. It's Carol J. Starr, all the way from Maine in the USA, if I believe. If that's correct. Hi, Carol. Hello. <laughs> How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Jolly good. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for being so kind as to do this and to be generous with your time as well. Oh, thank you for having me. I think it's about 10 a.m. there, is it? In May? It is, yes. Right, oh, yes, okay. I just had breakfast and having my coffee right now. <laughs> oh, nice one. <laughs> okay, so um, Carol's, uh, do you want to start off and, and tell us um, a little bit about yourself? Um, and I've mentioned in, in, in that introduction to the program, Carol, um, but maybe go back to what occurred with your own accident back in 1999, mm-hmm. please. Yes, I, I am a brain injury survivor. I have been living with brain injury now for 20 years. Mm. It doesn't seem possible that it's been, feels like a lifetime now that I've been living with this, this injury. Yeah. Uh, I was 32 when when it happened to me mm. um it was back in 1999 it was a car accident yeah i was broadsided on the driver's side by somebody going about 50 miles an hour and that resulted in a brain injury and mine was classified as the, the, the i'm putting this in quotes the mild and i really hate that oh, word yeah <laughs> you know, we know that mild does not mild. really necessarily yeah. <laughs> mild no. That all mild means is I was unconscious for you know, less than 20, 30 minutes. I was probably only un- unconscious for just a few minutes. Right, okay. Um, but it turned my entire life upside down. Um, before mm-hmm. my injury, I had been a teacher. I was kind yes. of a consultant. I would go into different organizations and I would teach courses okay. to workers right. there. Um, I was also a musician. Mm-hmm. I had been a violinist for most of my life for 23 years. Right. I was, I was a singer. I mean, I was not a professional musician, but I loved to be an amateur musician. I loved being right. surrounded by sound. Yeah, me oh. too. <laughs> I, uh, I, I learned to play saxophone when I was 11 years old. I still have a couple, 
Ah, uh, that nice. I play uh, tenor and soprano, but where I live at the moment, um, I don't have uh, sympathetic neighbours for that. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's always, um, and a few of the guests have, have got musical inclinations that have come on the show as well, so it's always nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, back in 99, and then, yeah, like like you said, the use of the, world mi- the word mild to describe a brain injury is just kind of nonsensical in many ways. Yes. But unfo- yes. And then when I when I talk to people and I say, I just say I've had a brain injury. I don't even yeah. use the word mild anymore because that sets up a a, a vision in people's head that's that's not yeah, accurate. It's not. Yeah. Like it's not. It wasn't that bad, really. Exactly. Yeah, right. Of, yeah. Because yeah, because we know that the word mild it doesn't necessarily mean that the symptoms are mild. No. I mean, the symptoms changed my life forever. Yeah. I was able to go back to my teaching. I tried no. so many times to go back to my teaching. Okay. Um, and I tried to go back to music, and I couldn't do that. Um, right, okay. I, so that was the a brain double... has left me with hyperacusis, um, the, oh, right, the okay. extreme sensitivity to sound. Yeah. Everything I hear is sounds louder to me than it really is, so which that... is you know not a good thing if you're in an orchestra and the cymbals crash oh, and the violinist falls over. No, not when the timpanis get going. No, <laughs> no. Um, um, but, so that was a, a, a real double blow. Then it must have been um, yes, really absolutely. hard on you to, to deal yes, with that. Yes, I mean it. Brain injury, it messed with all of my identities. Yeah. My identity as, as a teacher, my identity as a musician. I mean, mm. my identity as just as, a, as an adult. Yeah. I felt like it was a failure as a person. Yeah, you do feel I, that I, way. I had trouble taking care of myself at home. Self-care, um, yeah. Mm. That I, I ate so much cottage cheese. <laughs> right. Um, I don't even know why I focused on cottage, cottage cheese. cheese. I've never eaten it was before. It, was it the tryptophans? I don't. I don't know. Maybe must be the tryptophans because the tryptophans stimulate serotonin production. But when you get like uh, you get small amounts of tryptophan in cheese and, and cottage cheeses, um, so you, you kind of your mind is kind of craving to feel happier. That's the way mm-hmm. I, I I understood it. So yeah, huh. you nobody's ever said that to me. Maybe yeah. that's it. it because it's still when yeah. I get brain tired, I want my cottage cheese. Um, yeah. It's things that you crave as well, because yeah, cheese was always one for me, and it was like, yeah, oh yeah, a bit of manchego, a bit of this, you know, and it would be like, I'd just go and I wouldn't eat, or I generally don't only eat in the evening, one meal a day, but occasionally I'd be in there for a bite of cheese. <laughs> yeah, I, I would eat that for like dinner most nights because I, I yeah, just I would yeah. look in the fridge and I just I couldn't figure out what to do. Yeah. Um, like family gatherings when when people were talking, it seemed like everybody was just. Talking too loud and talking too fast. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't focus on the on the conversation. It felt like I, I was I lost my way. Yeah. In every single part of my life. Mm, I, I I can relate back to that. My, my injury was two thousand and six. I had two in the space of ten minutes, and then another one a year and a half later, and I've had a few more since. Mm. <laughs> I'm just greedy. Um, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that sense of loss, uh, not only with the emotional ability that goes with it, where you, you kind of break down socially in some uh, ways, but you, mm-hmm. you, you are, like I, I was reading on your website, you were talking about grieving for your old self and becoming this new composite new self. And mm-hmm. I think that's really a really tough point that people struggle with. What do you think? Oh, it, oh, it absolutely is. I mean, I, I never dreamed that there could be something that would change who I am that would make me doubt who I am in the ways that this this injury does it makes you you have to to reinvent yourself but first you have to grieve who you were I mean I spent years trying to get back to that old K 
Carol, and and every right. time I, I would fail, yeah. I, I I failed a lot. I'm mm. very stubborn. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> and 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 it was actually my counselor when I was meeting with her. It was okay. a number of years after yeah, the yeah. injury, and she said to me, Carol, is it possible for you to accept that you're not going to make a full recovery? I, mean, I still remember the exact words. Yeah. People with memory yeah, problems. Yeah. I, sure. I remember those exact words because they are burned into my brain. Of course. Uh, because those words made such a dramatic impact on me mm. that that it was like it hit me all at once that my old life is over. Yeah, I think uh, it, it is. I mean, I I kind of. I didn't perhaps have that that moment with the therapist or anything to kind of really really kind of uh, kind of drove that fact home with me. It happened gradually, and I'd keep. I was in a little bit of denial, thinking, "Well, I want to go back. I want to do the work I used to do. I want to." Uh, but then another part of my mind said, "Well, you know, your old life wasn't that great in many ways," and that's when I thought I was starting to understand the grief a bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, yes, and I think for me, I mean, it, it did happen gradually too, but there was that one moment where it kind of all came into mm, focus. Yeah. Um, and and I started to, to realize, well, all right, I'm not going to be who I was. And I started, and, and that was when I stopped trying to get back to who I was. So yeah. I was still making progress. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. 20 years out, I'm still making small gains. Yeah. Um, but it's not about, I'm not trying to get back to who I was in no. 1999, because I know that that Carol no, is gone. She's gone. She's gone. Um, but, but even small gains now can make a huge difference in my life, and I can point to very specific things that are different. That yeah. Two years ago, five years ago, ten years ago, that make uh-huh. a huge difference um, in my life. Like this is a, a small thing, but it's big for me. Mm. I can listen to music in the car again. Oh, fantastic. not not all the time. Yeah. But but some of the time. Oh, fantastic. It, like I lost the ability to do that for you know, decade, more than, like for eighteen years. Oh my word! Uh, I can't could imagine not life. To, I, couldn't, I couldn't listen to any anything. That's hard for me to imagine. The one thing that I, I was lucky enough not to have those issues with sound that you had, but um, it, it, there was still a few years where I couldn't go to like a live concert, a live gig, or a rock band, and it, it would be like still a bit afterwards. My ears would be ringing and be like painful, uh, but. Yeah, nowadays I'm fine, so I can't imagine that must have been horrible. Yes, yeah, the, the the loss of music for me was wow. was one of the hardest losses because, like, even though I wasn't a professional musician, I was still a musician yeah. right down to my core. It was yeah. just part of it's, it's in you. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, it is. It's, it's in just in you. Um, so to be able to to listen to music in in the car, and I mean, yeah. I'm a, I'm a geek. I fully admit it. I love my classical music. Oh yeah, yes, sweet. Um, yes. Give me Mozart. Give me yeah. Beethoven. Rousing music, yeah. Um, but to be able to get that back, yeah. You know, it's like, and I can go to with support with with earplugs, and I can go yeah. to some concerts. Okay, um, right. With with somebody going with me and helping and yada yada, um, and that's wonderful. But yeah. to have it on a daily basis, not necessarily a daily basis, but a most of the time basis in the car for short short stretches mm. is huge. And that only that only came about just like a couple of years. Wow. Okay. So it's, it's just a, a, the healing process didn't kind of like allowed yes. you to do that. Well, I'm, I'm, yeah. gl- I'm, I'm so glad to hear that. I can't yeah. imagine. I, had, I actually had a similar thing with books. I used to read at least a book a week before my injuries. And then afterwards, for about seven or eight years, Carol, I couldn't read a book. I could get, like, mm-hmm. I'd get, start reading one page, first page, and by about halfway through, my mind would be like, we're not doing this. 
Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. The, so then I, I thought, well, what can I do? So I started getting audiobooks to, mm-hmm. to listen to. Um, mm-hmm. But now I can read again. It was like that moment as well where you like, oh, I, I can just about not read as well as I used to do, but I can get back into it. Yes, and I'm still, mm. I am still reading, hoping for that for books. Um, well, it is, it's yeah. better. Um, uh, yeah. My eye doctor gave me. I have reading glasses with a blue tint. Okay. Yeah. And that has that has really helped me. Oh yeah. And I I'm reading yeah. more than I used to. So I, I was also an avid reader before my injury, and right. um, not not as much now. But it but it's it seems to be better with with those glasses. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've heard a lot about and, the blue lenses. And you know, it's like you never know when some small bit of improvement is going to happen. And I think no, the trick is no, 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 to not compare it yeah. to who you used to be. Um, yeah. Because you know, if I compare myself to the Carol that I was in 1999, I will always lose. You know, that, yes. that Carol yeah. would work a full-time job and then go to rehearsal You know, at night. That Carol didn't have all of these issues that I deal with. Mm. So mm. I will always lose if I compare myself to her. Yeah, you will. But I mean, I mean, myself it's, it's, to where I was a year ago, two years ago, five years ago, ten years ago. It's like, wow, yeah. this is stunning. That's mm. a fair comparison. Okay. Yeah, that, that's, a really, <laughs> that's a really good point. And uh, I think, yeah, with me, I, I had even as uh, back as last year, I had concussion again, but I'd found a little kind of simple protocol to, to heal it. So I knew that it wouldn't turn into anything worse. Mm-hmm. So, but at this point, uh, I'm kind of working on neurogenesis and improving the brain. Things like mm-hmm. lion's mane mushrooms and stuff like that. That's just really um, wonderful for that. So mm-hmm. I think you, you've got to find any way. For me, it was audiobooks. Like, say that, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I just have somebody to read to you mm-hmm. at night because night, I found that really relaxing. <laughs> and, uh, and I have fibromyalgia as well, or I've had fibromyalgia. So I get mm-hmm. a lot of fatigue. So mm-hmm. some, sometimes I'd be like, well, that's why like, you want to sleep because you're so tired, but you can't sleep. So having somebody read like an audiobook would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, okay. So um, so you realised that you couldn't go back and then the grieving process had begun and that took many years. Mm-hmm. At what point did you um, start to take what you, you were doing in order to help other people, Carol? What, what was the motivator for that? For you to get out there and write and, and to blog and everything else? Well, it started, this is going to sound a little strange, mm-hmm. it started with a paint-by-number. Okay, what's uh, that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm English, um, don't forget. <laughs> so, paint-by-number, like where you have oh, like a, yeah, like a, yeah. a painting and it, and it tells you what, what yes. color to put where. That's right, um, yeah, sorry, silly me. <laughs> no, that, no, that's okay. Um, so, the more that I folk tried to go back to you know who I was, the more I failed. Then yeah, eventually, yeah. well, what can I do? And there was this little voice inside me that was saying, make something, Mm. which was really strange to me because I was not somebody who wanted to do anything with her hands. That just wasn't me before. Okay. A new Carol apparently was somebody who wanted to do things with her hands. Yeah. So I started with a paint by number and I Mm -hmm. loved that thing. Um, (laughs) I could only do it for 15 minutes at a time. I'd be so tired. I'd have to take a nap. Right. But I could see my attention, my concentration, um, increasing with it yeah. and after i finished that it's like well what else can i make right. i got into jewelry making i got into cross stitching oh, i tried knitting wow. but that didn't go so well yeah. um 
And the more crafts I did was as as the rehab place that I was that I was receiving my outpatient treatment. Yeah. They saw what I was doing. They asked me if I would teach other brain injury survivors what oh, I was doing. Okay. Um, so I taught there. Mm. Then I was um I was offered a, an opportunity to participate in a workshop at the the brain injury conference here in Maine to oh, talk right. about about creativity. Fantastic. And that was the it was that was about four years post injury. Yeah. That was the first time that I got up in front of a group wow. and I talked about my injury. And oh, but my speech was like five Whoa. minutes long. I was, <laughs> I was so nervous. I think my knees shook the entire time I was up yeah, there. Yeah. But, but I had this overwhelming feeling of I'm home. I'm doing what I should be doing. This is this is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, you, you do. You get that sensation, don't you? And I don't. Yes. Not, not in a, an egotistical or kind of like any, any kind of. But in a way where, like, you, you kind of, I say, like, your soul glows and you kind of, you yeah. realise. Oh, that, oh, that's a wonderful way to put it. I love like it. the it's Dharma. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, in the, in the East, to say Dharma. It's like your life's calling or your purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yes. That and that, your choices. That, that, that was what You're that like your Dharma. Was. It's like when you connect with your Dharma like that, your soul glows and goes, thank you for finally finding me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, it's like, this is, this is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. Uh, <clears> and it, I really had no idea, well, how is this all going to work? Yeah. But because I, I, I still, when I said, you know, major fatigue issues, I was still napping right. you know, numerous times a day. I mean, I still, I still have to rest every day. Uh-huh. Uh, how is this all going to work? Yeah. But ever so gradually, I kind of, I did presentations hmm. um, as opportunities came to me. Um, then my, my mentor and I, we were running a support group at the, at the rehab um, hospital yeah. and, and she recognized that there were a number of people in that group that were ready to do more, myself included. All right. Uh, that there were people there who had gone from needing to tell their story because it was helping themselves yeah. to telling their story in order to help other people. And she All said, right. I think we need to form a group because she had done this before. Mm. Um, so we, we formed a group called Brain Injury Voices. Yeah. And that, that she and I um, co, co-founded. Yeah. Uh, and there were there were nine of us to start, mm-hmm. all brain injury survivors who yeah. were mm-hmm. ready to to do more, ready to pay it forward. That's our that's our motto. Mm. I love it. Yeah, fantastic. So and, and so then working together, we kind of looked for for opportunities. You know, first, all at the rehab hospital, then branching mm-hmm. out into the local universities, talking yeah. to students, mm-hmm. um, doing workshops at at brain injury conferences, and doing keynotes, mm. and kind of just growing growing our wings. Um, in terms of what we could do, so we um, will be we'll be celebrating ten years as a group um, this this April. That's fantastic. And I, I keep track of our, our statistics. So from two thousand and ten to through twenty nineteen, we have now volunteered more than twenty one thousand hours. Wow, that's um, that's we've done something like like two thousand peer mentoring, a couple hundred something um, presentations. Wow, that's got to make a, a huge difference to many people. Yes. Yes. So that idea that that all of us have been impacted by brain injury. Most of us are not able to to yeah, work uh-huh. anymore, but yeah. that doesn't get rid of the desire to make a difference, to to do something in the world to help others. No, that's true. Um, so were, any, were there any times where you you kind of doubted yourself on that journey or thought, oh, do you know <laughs> what? Yes. <laughs> you just yes. we're just human, aren't we? Yeah, because yes. I think back then thinking, you know, well, like there were times when I'm like, what the hell am I doing here? What on earth mm-hmm. am I? Yes. And at one point, but, it was like nobody's listening. <laughs> so, <laughs> come on, sorry. Yeah, but, but having having other people 
yeah. having a group to yeah. kind of work work through that with because we like yes. you know we are survivors we do things at our own pace and um, safety in numbers yeah. as well <laughs> yes yes yeah. exactly um and yeah, I think it was because of, of that group. We've, we've um, several of us formed a writing group out of that, so who are interested oh, really? in writing. Whoa. And that's how that, that's where my book grew out of. Was that out of oh, that writing really? okay. group? Okay. Oh, um, I see. I, you know, I've always wanted. I always wanted to write a book. Mm. And I, after my injury, I thought, well, there goes that dream. That's never going to happen. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I and I, I tried for a number of years, mm. and mm. I just I couldn't seem to do it. I would. I I had an idea. Um, but I could not seem to make it happen. Okay. Um, yeah. I, and I, I kind of abandoned the book for, for like five years. Yeah. Um, and actually, I think I was writing it. I just didn't realize I was writing it. So I was doing a lot of, I was doing presentations during that time. Um, right. And some pieces of my book are right from some of my presentations. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, that's good. Um, we, but then eventually, with, with, with the help of a writing group, with, help, with the help yeah. of peers, right. um, we, we, we would get together, we talk about it. Yeah. And eventually, I realized like I was I wasn't sure, quite sure. Well, what's my angle? What's my mm. what's my focus? Like I knew I knew that there were a lot of brain injury books where where somebody would kind of tell their story, kind of beginning to end. Yeah, yeah. I decided that wasn't me. That wasn't the kind of no, book that I wanted no, to been, write. There are done. many fine books out there that do that. They've been done, yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm a, I'm a teacher at heart, um, mm. and I wanted to do something a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I needed a, a, a focus. And one day it just kind of came to me that because I had had so much trouble accepting my own injury and coming to terms with it, yeah. I realized I think I can help other people with that. Yeah. You, that you, I have learned a lot you, you about know. acceptance, about uh-huh. how do you accept the unacceptable? How do you go from hating your new self to liking your new self? Yeah, so that's, that's something that I can help um yeah so many people get stuck with that though don't they if they get yes. if they get stuck in taking a lot of prescription drugs and things that don't really help them long term or they mm-hmm. get or they get stuck in other things because we do have had enough I've had many conversations with people that self-medicate or they get into other things which aren't healthy at all and, and they get really stuck mm-hmm. mm. so you, you were really blessed to have that, that kind of group of people around you on a similar journey Ex- experiencing all of you, I, th- I think what from what I said, my experience, I was very, I was isolated. I didn't have that around me, so maybe that's why. If I, if you'd pick me up and put me somewhere else with another group of people, I would have probably thrived, thrived in a different way. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm glad you had that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, mm. and I think you know, we we all do the best we can yeah. in whatever circumstances we are, and yeah, when. Sure time is right for whatever the next piece is, then the time is right. Yeah. Um, like, like, like I gave up my book for like five years because I couldn't do yeah. it. The time wasn't right. Yeah, I did, I did, um, I did start writing myself, but it, is, it was, just went on the shelf the same mm-hmm. that you did. And I, I'd obviously written blog articles for, the, got, we got the WordPress blog, the post-concussion awareness site, and, and now the podcast and stuff as well. And that wrote articles on the history of PCS and things, which, but yeah, get, getting it together in a book, I didn't have, like you were saying, I didn't just want to write an account of what happened to me. Because mm-hmm. my life's not that interesting. <laughs> so I just thought, well, I'll wait until it morphs into something else, something more unusual. So I thought maybe, maybe even fictionalize it, I don't know. But, um, but you've done. I must confess as well, I've not read your book. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> I just can't have a lot of um, a lot of uh, means or kind of a bit of it. I, w- I will get round to reading it. I promise. Um, <laughs> so yeah, um, what was I going to say? <laughs> you you must have thought at, at sometimes at certain times. I know, Carol, you were saying you you believed you could make a difference. Um, what was the point where people started to then kind of like when you were in demand or people would want to get in touch with you or you'd start getting bookings and things coming in? Uh-uh. Um, it's, it's just just been in the, in the last um, couple of years and that, uh-huh. that I've really been like ready, you know, brain wise. And yeah. I can't I can't travel on my own because of my my brain issues. Right. So I have friends again from my voices group who travel who travel with me. Oh, excellent. Um, you know, we, we use my honorarium to pay for their way because anybody who helps me that does not incur any expense. Uh-huh. Um, and so with the help of friends, I'm able to uh, I'm able to, to travel. Um, a little bit. I mean, not mm. a lot. We're just, I mean, just just a little yeah, bit. It's good. Um, but it, it, just a little bit is is wonderful, and to have the support, you know, to to do that and yeah, to it's it's <clears throat> all been kind of an, an organic process. Like yes, I tend I, I'm somebody who tends to think I need a plan. I need like a steps, but mm. that doesn't seem to be how it's worked. It's, it's kind of been like no. well. <laughs> this, this project seems interesting. Let me try this and see what happens. Mm. And and if am I interested in this? Yes. Okay. I will go for. I, I will. I will work on this, and see and just sort of see what happens. And because yeah. sometimes the process of trying to make a plan and trying to muscle the way through it, yeah, brick wise, that just gets you tired. Oh yeah, and, and of course, if if you find at any point that your expectations aren't being met or it's not working the way you want, then there's always room for disappointment or self criticism, yeah. yeah. and then you can end up self sabotaging if you're not careful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So right. yeah, whereas I, like I was saying starting the podcast and things was like, I don't even know why I've I've got to to do it. I want to do it, but I'm not mm-hmm. sure if it's even going to be. But then I get this little intuition in my head and going like, well, yeah, you know, you just keep going. Well, you know, mm-hmm. you'll, you'll be supported. You'll you'll do it, mm-hmm. and I yes. think you have you have to trust your inner guidance. Mm-hmm. Right, like I had that that voice in my head all those years ago <laughs> that said, "Make something." I mean, I had no yeah. idea uh-huh. what a paint by number was <laughs> yeah. going to turn into. Paint by numbers, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, G- Gina, who's he's helped me in the groups for most of the last ten years or so, because I think uh, we must have started around about the same time. Uh, she, Gina's in Christchurch in New Zealand, and she's a wonderful artist, and she's contributed some images for the YouTube videos and, and things, and and she's done a couple of podcasts on art and creativity as well. So, I I believe, uh, Carol, that there's a common theme where following a, a traumatic brain injury, you get quite often as your character changes and you grieve, you get pushed from predominantly left brain to right brain. And that mm-hmm. can that can be why people who ha- many people who've had a brain injury uh, become more creative, more open, mm-hmm. more intuitive. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you I think know, about I, that I, theory. I know it's true of a lot of people. I know so many people, I mean, myself included, who have mm-hmm. found their way back through mm-hmm. crafts, through the arts. Yeah. How powerful that those experiences have been. Yeah. So I mean, when your left brain kind of apparently breaks down and your coordination and your, your logic and everything kind of like goes to pot a bit you, mean, you, get, you get a bit dotty then I think yeah you you generally get interested in other things like music and art and because they're so fluid it's so kind of easy to just lose yourself rather mm-hmm. than trying to logically work stuff out that's my mm-hmm. theory anyway I think that well I've definitely become more right-brained 
Mm-hmm. I, I was pretty. Yeah. I was pretty wacky before, <laughs> weird, into some weird, weird kind of stuff. But yeah, now I'm just like you know. Sometimes it's like you have to pull me down off the ceiling. Um, right. Okay. So um, thinking then into so if we're looking at the last uh, couple of years or so, you said where think things have. Uh, have, have taken off and, and got better and you, you're getting to travel and have some variety in doing this uh, are there any things ahead Carol that you, you, you kind of planning that you want to share with us or you, you're looking forward to uh, about I, the group? I, I have just just started a blog I have all of oh, one yeah. post mm-hmm. that's alright, one's better than none yes, uh, so I'm, I'm hoping um, in the next couple of weeks to write another post my, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. my goals are very modest, like one, one a month I think I don't think that's, I can manage uh, you know any more yeah. than that. Um, no, I have enjoyed cool. photography since my ah, brain injury, right, okay. and I, I take what I call resilience-inspired photos, mm. um, what, and what they're that photos mean? that to me speak to some aspect of living with a challenge. Ah, right, I understand you now. Um, yeah. And then and now and I, and I have mm-hmm. wanted to write. I've wanted to do this for years. Yeah. Just like, now is the time. Yeah. Um, and Fantastic. so now I, I'm, I'm writing about them. Fantastic. Well, I'll, I'll definitely be reading your blog. Um, yes, it's it's, it's on um, it's on my what's website. The, what's the address for your website, please? Um, it, it's it's um, star s t a r r mm-hmm. speaker author dot com. Lovely, right? And we can we can keep up to date with you there. Yes, and people can sign up. You know, if they if they want to get an automatic email when I when I when oh, I right. post uh-huh. um, blog entries and yeah. and I want to I want to keep up with that 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 create <clears throat> that creative you know side of yeah. me. Uh-huh. Um, I, I just that that. When I take photos, when I write about them, yeah, I have that feeling of like I'm home. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, um, that that it's it's about sharing in a visual kind of different different kind of way some of the wisdom that I've learned over the last twenty yeah. years. Yes, yeah, um, and sharing it in a way that that works for me. Yeah, um, okay. All right, so, you, so you've got that, a visual aspect there as well in the, in the blog. Mm-hmm. So you, yeah, it seems like you're really putting things together. Um, yes, you know, and then I then I, then I I do too much in my brain. I, I call my brain injury Brain Hilda. Um, <laughs> That's okay. you know, and Brain Hilda yeah. says, who do you think is running this show? That yeah, would not yeah. be you. That would be Brain yeah. Hilda. And yeah. Brain Hilda will say, Carol, you are doing too much. I am going to put you on the couch for the next several days. Oh, uh, yeah, that's so yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I can see how somebody listening could say, well, my God, listen to all that stuff that she's doing. Um, but all of this is very, mm. a little bit here, a little bit there, and a lot of rest yeah, in between. pacing and, as well. Uh, you're pacing yes. yourself. But, um, I mean, I know I know from having had, uh, like, my issues st- didn't start with brain injury. 20 years ago, I got vaccine damage from a, a flu vaccine, and it damaged my immune system. Mm. Uh, then my legs just filled up with varicose veins, had those operated on, and then uh, after that, start uh, very shortly after that, got the initial stages of what I now know is fibromyalgia. Was fibromyalgia, and then I had head injuries, <laughs> not just one, but like seven or eight of them in the mm-hmm. space of so many years. So like for being fatigued and having to pace and slow down, I can't work full time. I used to, I used to work six seven days a week. I used to be a proper workaholic. Mm-hmm. I'd travel like three hours a day plus and I'd, I'd work for 10 hours and I just like love my work, love my job and everything. But now I can, I can work a little bit sparingly 
Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's like you say, your brain is in charge, or with, with fibromyalgia as well, your body's in charge, your, your muscles mm-hmm. and tissues. Uh, and then you have, that's all part of adapting as well, isn't it? Yes. Right. Like I, I do a keynote and then I, I don't schedule anything for the next week because I know yeah, <laughs> I'm going to on the couch. It's going to ex- exhaust I, you. I'm tired, you know, yeah. after that. And, and I have accepted that, all right. I want to do keynotes. I like, I like, I like this. Yeah, and that's... the fatigue, the, the the brain tired that comes afterwards. That well, that's the penalty I pay. Yeah, right. Okay. And you all have to decide. Well, what's worth it it's and worth what's it. not worth it. That's an individual individual decision. Yeah. For us, you know, some things are worth it and some things aren't worth it. Yeah. I mean, the first time I went yeah. to a movie after my brain injury, I was on the couch for a week. Ooh, right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. That I mean, I didn't go to a movie for like seven years. Holy moly. Right, yeah, um, so that was not that was not worth it. Yeah, it was too much. Okay. I can I can now go to some movies. <clears throat> I, I I can see a nice rom com. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's something um, easy. Yeah. But I I can't go to like an action type of a movie in the theater. Right, okay. It's it's, it's too it's much too, sensory too much stuff. Too overload, um, overload, yeah. For me, it's, so it's, it's so still most movies. I just I just wait till they come out on on DVD and watch them at home. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, yeah, no, I, I I understand them with you. Um, so. It, uh, what I've learned, I think, uh, especially in the last two or three years, as uh, I, I don't feel that the health service over here isn't, depending on whereabouts you live in Britain, isn't too hot on helping people with PCS. In fact, a lot of the time they just abandon you. Um, so I, I kind of like look for things and ways to improve my own fatigue and so on, just using natural medicine. Uh, mm-hmm. So I've made a lot of progress, uh, particularly uh, recently, last few months, because uh, having kind of healed the majority of my PCS from over the years and got back to quite a, a reasonably state of kind of normality where people couldn't tell I was kind of brain injured, <laughs> so to speak. Um, I then start, set to work on fibromyalgia and I found out about like GC math and, and immunotherapy. Uh, I've done a couple of months of that and a lot of the symptoms of that have, have, have uh, started to go as well. Mm-hmm. So... Um, is there anything that you use personally, like uh, either naturally or herbally or something f- to, to help combat fatigue, Carol? Or um, are you, are you di- with diet or um, anything at all? Well, I, for me, I think that probably the two kind mo- treatment modalities that have helped me the most <coughs> are, yeah. are osteopathy, cranial osteopathy, and okay. homeopathy. Oh, right, yeah, okay. Um, those, yeah. I, th- those, those, those are my two kind of most important providers. Okay. Um, that I, I give them a great deal of credit for helping me get from when I kind of napped four times a day, and, I, and, I, and I'm not yeah. exaggerating that. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, to now where it's you know one and a half <laughs> times a day. That's all right. Naps are good. Naps are good. Um, so and 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 the, and the fact that I'm able to do you know with support these the, yeah. the keynote and the book and all this stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, that that you know. I, so the, I think those those are the things that have helped me the most. I have tried a yeah. number of different alternatives. I found a, a lot of help um, in alternative therapies. Yes, yeah. Um, and it's, I think, so much of this, it, it's a lot of trial and error. Yeah. It's a lot it, of, it, uh, well, this, be, did this yeah. work? Yeah, yes, no. And, and, like, and deciding, well, what can I afford? What can't I afford? Yeah, of course, yeah. Within restraints, yeah. Yeah, it, it's it, it it's it's hard. 
Yeah, it is, and 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 I know over, over there in the states, you generally have when you 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 have like the insurance system with your healthcare and stuff, and it will often pay for things that you would not even dream of being able to get here. Um, yes, some things. The, sorry, the, the, I got things that are ringing. That's all right. Don't worry. <laughs> Um, okay, there we go. So, Oops. yeah, <laughs> you're, in, you're in demand. <laughs> you're in demand. That's all right. Um, so, yeah, we'll stop shortly. With whereas here, we we do pay for our healthcare system. We pay for it all our lives through a type of insurance scheme, uh, like through our wages. So we, we kind of we don't pay it out of our wages. We pay it before, so that then when you, you you're supposed to need the help, it's free at the point when you use it. But the only problem that's happened occurred in this country over the last few years is it still things have been privatized. So quite often when you actually need the help, uh, you've already paid for it your whole life, then mm. you, you, you can't actually get it. Mm. So imagine like just being turned away completely and, and being told, well, you're not getting any treatment or, you know, just, I know you paid for it, but go away. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's why I think th th there's a slight difference in culture here mm -hmm. where a lot of people are turning to... Uh, alternative, so-called alternative therapies, not really alternatives always. Um, herbalism and homeopathy particularly as well has helped me massively mm -hmm. uh, because those lovely doses of arnica for the days mm -hmm. at, at following a concussion at the right level were just one of the main things that saved me. Uh, mm -hmm. Chiropractor as well, so you know, all, Bowen technique therapy too. Mm -hmm. um, so yes, yeah. There, there are a lot, there is a, are a lot of things out there and I think everybody finds the mix that works yes for, yeah. i know i have had to be careful to not get quote too many cooks in my kitchen <laughs> yeah yeah oh, because otherwise mean. people start basically kind of running into one another and then my system just gets overwhelmed and yeah and, yeah, yeah. and i'm on the couch for days or weeks yeah i know what you mean yeah i mean it's um uh going back to 2011 12 i um that the worst of the fibromyalgia had set in about 2009 Within two or three years, I was suffering terrible issues on top of the PCS. I um, met a lady, uh, Dr. Merrick, who's hopefully going to be on a podcast very soon. Uh, and, and she's a, a Bowen therapist, a doctor, and uh, does MLD and lymphatic drainage. And within the space of a year, really hard, hard work therapy-wise, she kind of gave me a lot of my physical physicality life back as well. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know... Uh, like you say, for, for like a couple of days after each session, though, I would be on the couch, I'd be in bed, I'd be like, this is just, I'm wiped mm -hmm. out. Um, so I think I think one of the lessons is, is for all of us is to not give up. No, exactly. Yeah, you've got to have that determination. You've got to, I always say to people, and I'll say this again and again and again, you have to believe in your own healing you have to believe Absolutely. that you're going to be well you're going to believe that whatever anybody else says or however anybody else's story is or however bad you've had it you are just going to get well you are going to be better mm -hmm. yes and and you know, for me it's been learning to hold two conflicting ideas in my hands on one yeah. hand uh -huh. i know i'm always going to have a brain injury this is a lifelong injury yeah. i'm not going to be who i was before on the yeah. other hand I am always going to work to make improvements because yeah. even small improvements have, can have a huge impact on my quality of life. So I will never stop uh -huh. striving mm. for those small improvements. 
Yeah, because you don't you don't know how how much you can heal. You you still you, you know right. you're always going to have that, but you don't know mm-hmm. to what extent yes. in future. Yes, neuroplasticity is definitely real. Yeah, neurogenesis as well, which is one thing I'm just starting to learn about. Mm-hmm. Um, where you know, like the formation of new neural pathways and regeneration mm-hmm. of brain cells, it's mm-hmm. po- it's possible. And uh, if you if you'd have mentioned this to me like a year or two ago, I'd be like, well, hmm, I'm not I've heard about it, but. Um, I think I mostly heard uh, about it from, uh, I think Paul Stamets, a mushroom guy, who does all the, the wonderful um, kind of like research into fungi and mushrooms and things. And he was talking about it, taking lion's mane mushrooms and vitamin D stacks every morning. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, lion's mane grows uh, in Japan. It, it, it literally looks like a lion's mane and it, it grows out of trees. And they found it in this particular region where they had it. The people that were eating it were all like super smart and like lived longer and were happier and, and everything. So um, I thought, well, I'll try some of this. So I've been on that a couple of months as well. And uh, uh, since I've been doing the podcasting and it's just really massively helped. Mm-hmm. Clarity of thinking, the ability to reason, uh, find words better, everything. Just Fascinating. Yeah, but Lion's Mane, definitely. And I always, mm-hmm. I always plug this. To have a look at it and, and and see what it can do. But if you take it with a daily, like a ten thousand nanogram dose of vitamin D, you'll you'll absorb it even even better. Mm-hmm. Um, so. well, and I think you're bringing up another point about yeah. about knowing ourselves, about becoming good observers of yes. our symptoms, yeah. of of our brain injuries, mm-hmm. of knowing what's working, what's not working, because you know we're the we're the best people. To yes. to know these things, we need, of course we need, we need you know and all varieties of professionals helping us, but yet we are still the ones who are in tra- have to be in charge of this. Um, and the more we can observe ourselves and know ourselves, to know our our mm-hmm. bodies, know our symptoms, the better mm-hmm. others can help us. And yeah, that's very true. And, and and I've always believed that we we will become if if we study and work hard enough, we can become experts on our own condition. Absolutely. And we we can tell the neurologist and new you know psychiatrist and, and everybody else we can tell them what we actually need. Um, I mean, I never really saw anybody professionally at all, um, but you know that's why I became kind of more knowledgeable knowledgeable about PCS and wanting to do so. Yeah, sometimes it's through necessity. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, and it's all. Like one small step at a time. I could see somebody listening might might feeling maybe feeling overwhelmed, mm. but all of this happens just a little bit at a time. And there are some days when you fight, and there are some days when you hit the couch. Yeah, very true. Yeah. And like you know, it's like you can be powerful even when you're on the couch. Yeah, well, these days you can because like you know, you know, you, you can you can have your smartphone or you can have you, you be connected if you can stand to look at. The oh, screen. Well, actually, I'm, I'm and then you, you can be, but you can do different when, things. Even yeah. resting because if you're resting. resting, you're you're also taking care of your brain. Yeah, true. There are there are da- there are days to to work at things and there are days to recover from working at things. Yes, yeah, that's and very true. Yeah. Both pieces are part hmm. of the journey, and and. I know when, when I go through the times when it's like day after day after day of the brain injury fatigue, it's 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 depressing. It gets frustrating. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I hate it when I wake up and oh, there's brain Hilda. The only thing that works is to lie down mm. for hours or days until I have rested enough for yeah. 
for, to recover from whatever it is that I've that I've done. Yeah. Um, and that's that's the only thing I can do. Okay. And it's yeah. like, uh, uh, here we are again. Yeah. And but that's 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 the gig. Yeah, it's it is. Let's say you've you've got to be able to accept the limitations, and and then to be able to give in and say, well, actually, I know I'm going to be no good today. I know I'm going to like. I'm just going to watch like something that I love to watch, mm -hmm. or something that's just going to kind of you know put the dopamine levels up or the endorphins. Right. That, I do that's something what simple. Is for. You know. Uh, oh yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so it's like sometimes you don't want to be have to think. You don't want to have mm -hmm. to be able to do that. But um, yeah, I think the, the more tools you have in your toolkit in your toolbox, uh, mm -hmm. the better, really. Have, yes. Have you ever um, experimented with, with kind of like um, sound healing or like binaural waves or brain sync or anything like that? Or, um, you know, kind of, I know there's a lot on YouTube these days, but you can get things, you know, uh, you know, to do with frequencies, brain frequencies and healing. No, I, I have not done anything with, with, those, with that yeah, stuff. Yeah, I, I think... Um, because of my my history, my family history, like myself and my dad, my dad's just gone seventy now, seventy one, and um, I kind of got him into healing, as in like photonic, like Reiki healing, you know, kind of uh, using uh, like as a modality. Uh, you can explain it scientifically, which is uh, being attuned to certain energy, but uh, kind of uh, sound healing goes really well with that. And mm -hmm. where it comes from in Japan, uh, Kotodama was what they call like the sacred sound energy, and they use it in some martial arts as well, where it, like a sound, uh, or, like being sung, will, will have a certain effect. But um, I also, I mean, I have a Rife machine here that somebody's given me. That's like frequency modulation, mm -hmm. uh, and Rife Royal Rife back in the thirties, like nineteen thirties, worked out that you could cure illness, disease, get rid of parasites, pathogens, and all sorts. By mm -hmm. zapping them at a certain frequency. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, my, my osteopath is doing has done something with me called frequency specific microcurrent. That's yeah, that's that's very similar. Yeah, that's well, yes. Yeah, so, yeah, I have I, again. I have made I think mm. little little gains from you know, from that. Right. Okay. So that's, that's something he does, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Right. Right. Like lie on the table, and there are these two kind of electrode things. Yeah. And, and the different frequencies, and there are different protocols. There's a concussion protocol. Right. So. Okay. Um, yeah. And, and it's fascinating what, like, like what I can feel. Certain frequencies, I feel nothing. Some yeah. frequencies, oh, my head is doing somersaults. <laughs> right, yeah, because something's happening and uh, mm -hmm. something's yeah. kind of going with the frequency. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think uh, very much that like the brain is a receptor for, for whatever's coming in from the universe, from our souls or whatever. And there's obviously alpha, beta, gamma, theta, delta waves that are all different states of mind. Um, so I think by harnessing those, like going into delta where you, where you need to sleep or when you're fatigued, will really improve your quality of sleep. I mean, like gamma can be like healing as well. But yeah, by, by using that type of technology, I think a lot of sound uh, healing and technology is, is going to be the future of, for a lot of medicine. Mm -hmm. um, we, we, can, we can now do um, brain surgery using sound and ultrasound waves alone. Mm -hmm. These people have horrible, terrible tremors in the body and the hands, uh, and they can't hold a pen or they can't kind of, you know, kind of coordinate themselves. After just a few treatments for sound waves and ultrasound waves, they can then write their own name. I think it's amazing. It is, so, yes, and, and I, you know, and I think well. it does. It just, it just speaks to that to our not giving up and to knowing that yeah. 
that I know early on in my journey, it felt like it's always going to be this awful. Mm, um, yeah, and yeah, yeah. that wasn't true, that, no. that it, it changes over time. That yes, I still have symptoms. I still have symptoms every single day. Mm. But you you do some of them get better. Some of them you just you learn to live with. Mm-hmm. But where you are, you know now now is not where you're going to be a year from now, two years from now, five years no, um, from now. But it, it can feel like that, especially when you're early. Yes, and, yeah, and, it can. Um, and I think those of us who are further along in the path. It can tell others that that's not true. Yeah, that, yeah. that it will it, it will get better. You might you you may very well have to live with symptoms, mm. but it is possible you know to to come to terms with this, yeah. to make to make progress to to find a new life. Yeah, that it, it might be a different life yeah. than what you led before. Yeah, and it's possible um, to have a life as well again. Yes, I mean I I, I will never like my brain injury. I will never like having a disability. I no. will never like the no. limitations no. that come with this. Mm. But I actually like the life that I have very much. I yeah. like feeling like I make a difference, like what I have been through helps other people. Like I do good work that that I'm able to, to impact people mm. in a lot of places now because of because of the book and my speaking in ways that I yes. couldn't do before my injury. I mean, yeah. and it's, is it small? Absolutely. But that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. But, but it's vitally important that you've done that and you recognize that as well. Mm-hmm. And that, and you know, you're only going well, some, as we all do sometimes a certain few steps at a time, Carol. Then, oh, then, yes. Uh, it, it took me 12 years to write know, my book. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, it doesn't matter um, how long it takes you. It doesn't matter exactly. where. It, all it all it matters is that you put one foot in front of the other and you keep going. Really, is that, that you, you keep exactly. trying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yes. Um, it, yes. Can I can I can I read you the, the poems that were where the title of my book? Oh comes yes, from? please. Yeah, go on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd love to hear that. So that, I, don't, I don't think we've mentioned. So the, the title of my book is "To Root and to Rise: Accepting Brain Injury." Fantastic. Um, yeah. And I, I had a really hard time figuring out a title for this thing. Uh-huh. Um, I had a title for a while, but then another brain injury survivor wrote a book with the same title. Oh no! <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> how dare they? <laughs> That's what happens when it takes yeah. twelve years to write yeah, a book. I guess so. Um, yeah. But eventually, I realized that I had written the title years before in in one of my poems. Ah, um, okay. And so this is actually two poems. One that I wrote early in my journey when I really didn't think that I could accept this injury. That when I thought that mm. my life is over. Yeah, um, yeah. This poem is called Phoenix. Okay. At the end of my street, on the edge of the marsh, stands a tree. She does more than stand. She commands your attention. Full of her fall flash. No ordinary red, orange, and yellow for her. She sparkles with crimson, magenta, umber, and ochre plumage. A rising phoenix with outstretched wings, confident and bold. But her time is brief. Perhaps her colors burn too brightly. Her plumage dulls, darkens, and drops, exposing frail gray bones, pale and naked. Who is she now? The tree will have her time again. 
will I? When I wrote that, mm. I really had no idea. Lovely. Like what the answer to that question was. The tree will have her time mm. again, will I? Because it felt like my life was over. Yeah. Um, but I knew that at some point I was going to write another poem. <laughs> Yeah, that yeah. would answer that question. It took another four years right. before I wrote a poem to answer that mm-hmm. question. And this is where we'll, where we'll find the title of my book. This poem is called Phoenix Revisited. Mm-hmm. At the end of my street, on the edge of the marsh, stands that same tree. The haunting, hoping desire. The tree will have her time again. Will I? Finally answered with a quiet confidence. No. For that is the wrong question. I am no longer that tree. I'm a new being on a new journey, spinning, sailing, falling, flailing, writhing, wailing, landing, in my own soft space, safe to root and to rise, to live this new time. Mm, Yeah, I see the difference. That's superb, thank you. Thank you for sharing that with us as well. Mm. Yeah, the, 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 the kind of the, the distance between those two poems <laughs> yes, kind of encapsulates the, the acceptance journey, yeah, that yeah. coming to to know that life is not over, it's just different. Yeah, it's very different. Wow, thank you. Um, yeah, I think that's probably the main theme of this podcast now, for us is yeah, helping people to, to be able to express that for themselves, mm-hmm. to be able to have the conversations that... We've had in our groups for many years and that people, it's kind of starting to come out and be less less taboo, more kind of much more talked about. Mm-hmm. But it's to make it, I want to make an open subject for people, you know, that type of grief to be kind of like, well, you know, it's not, you know, there's nobody pointing a finger saying, well, it's not grief like I've had with something else. Or, you know, for, just to be uh, out, out in the open as well. Mm-hmm. That's yes. really, really important. Yeah. Is ambiguous loss is that a term you guys use with your with? Um, not so much, no. But I, I understand. Yeah, it, it, can, can you just explain for people how how you you kind of see that and? Yes, and, that uh, that it's it's like that loss when when somebody hasn't died. It's like you have died, but you haven't died. Yeah. Like usually, you think of loss as. It's not like a, like a definitive loss. Like somebody has yeah, died. It's, it's indefinable in, yes, in many ways. Right. Yeah. But with brain injury, we have we've lost ourselves, but yet yeah. we're standing right there. We're still we we can still see ourselves in the mirror, mm-hmm. but yet the person we're looking at is completely different. Yes, and the loss is do. not visible to mm-hmm. other people. Yeah, um, it's well that that the whole essence of uh, like invisible illness, Ill, uh, you know, hidden yes. hidden disability. Can, mm-hmm. can, yes. can be so it can defined, feel like it's like it's like a less than loss like it's not as important yeah as because, other kinds of loss but yeah. loss is loss it is yes this is, this is i mean we all know this is a tremendous loss mm. because who we are i mean that's that's everything yeah, the essence of, of who you are you, your identity some of that's based in the ego and the personality and there will be things that fall your ego will be softened and kind of take a, a lot of knocks going through mm-hmm. the, uh, the the brain injury journey but mm-hmm. then as you become more humble and that that kind of sometimes beats you down or batters you down you a, a more hopefully more caring more creative soul will emerge yes yes um, I, there are pieces of me that i i like better yeah. now 
Um, yeah, I, yeah. I, I like to joke that I was always kind of a hard driving type A person before uh, my injury. Yeah. Now I'm more like type A minus. <laughs> yeah, no, I see what you mean. Oh yeah, it, I mean yeah, before, that, that edge a little bit. Yeah, I think I think before yeah, like I said to you before, I worked a lot was very driven and and uh, people that didn't know me before. They, they know a totally different me now and they kind of like, oh, you know, and that can be easy to deal with. It can be difficult to deal with. Some people that didn't know me before were kind of like, well, well you know, why don't you go work full time? Why don't you do this? Why don't you have a career? And that? I'm like, well, do you know what? If you knew me before, you'd know that that was all I wanted, that I just wanted to work, 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 enjoy, be productive, be happy. Now, when I can't do it physically, I'm kind of had to slow down. And yeah, you get older as well, so you know your body gets kind of like used up a bit, and kind of like you know you know you go through aging as well. But I always say, well, you know, you, you've got to make more allowances for yourself. Mm -hmm. Other people won't do it for you, but mm -hmm. when you try to explain to them, it's like mm, tricky sometimes. Yes, oh, definitely, because because there are so many people who who don't get it. You no, know, and, and in the early years, when, when we're fragile, when we're desperately looking for that validation yeah. from others because we can't give it to ourselves yet, yeah, yeah. so often we don't get it, and that that just makes it worse. Oh yeah, the first neurologist I saw told me this is a direct quote, so I apologize for the language. Go on, swear all you want. Said, you know, get off your ass and get a job. Oh, that's not too bad. Yeah. Um, I mean, when I was, I was, at the time, I was desperately yeah. trying yeah, to go back to yeah. work and failing all over the place. Yeah, it is. It is tough, isn't it? Because I think uh, if I go back to August two thousand and six, I had um, that just two YMTBI brain injuries, like in space of ten minutes. I woke up the next day and it was kind of like felt like I was on another planet. And then after that, I was doing quite a technical, detailed job, and uh, I'd have a lot of coordination and stuff. I went back to work and for a little while I was kind of full of prescription medications and painkillers and stuff and I could kind of do it all right. I was in this dream world and but then after that, within a few months, I was like, blah, I mean, like la-la land now, I can't cope with any of this. Mm -hmm. And then, then it really started to hit home how bad things could get. And uh, at the end of 2006, uh, yeah, 2000, New Year 2007, I decided that I needed to get away from things, and I I, booked, I was on my own. I was single at the time, and I booked myself a, a, a few weeks in on the Pacific coast of Mexico, and thought I'm just going to go on my own. I don't. I just want to escape from this horrific kind of horrible scenario. And I had a wonderful time. When I came back, I was like, I just crashed. I was like crashed <laughs> and burnt, and then got demoted from my job uh, because I couldn't do the job. And then they waited to my birthday to suspend me, and then they later quit and like lost my house. And it just kind of like spiraled down, spiraled down. Uh -huh. And I was like, oh, right, this is, yeah. I, 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 you get into that place where you don't know whether you're going to be able to get it all back, or, uh -huh. if, or if you even, uh -huh. if you even want to get it all back. Because not so long after that, I was realizing that well, actually, although you were busy and your life was busy and you worked a lot and you'd got this, well. You possibly didn't have a lot to show for it in terms of how you'd be remembered after if you died tomorrow. <laughs> and I was like, well, yeah, maybe this is leading me somewhere. And then what I realised within a year or two of that was, well, uh, that it was probably, in a way, my brain injuries, my issues that I had, was probably one of the biggest blessings of my life. 
And I know that sounds odd to a lot of people, but the way it changed my life is something mm -hmm. that I couldn't go back to being the person that was before. I wasn't a bad person. I didn't hurt anybody. I didn't do anything wrong. But it was just like, well, it wasn't the same. You know, there wasn't that purpose. Like mm -hmm. you, that you've talked about being able yes, to do. Yes, I, I didn't have a, sen a, 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 a sense of purpose that I have now. Yeah, yeah. Before I was that you know True. that type A person, and I, yeah. I look at my life before like I was on a treadmill that was going faster and faster, but wasn't mm. really taking me anywhere. Yeah, it's like a like you say, it's like um, when you see like mice running in a wheel. You know, you can run as fast as you want. You can go as hard as you want, fast as you want, and that, but. The wheels just going round and round and round and round and round and round and round. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, yes. like, when you throw thrown off of it, then mm -hmm. that's another matter. Yes, and I I still have those tendencies to take on too much. Yeah. But now yeah. I have a self a limiting factor because I I can't. No. And when yeah. I when I try to, Braid Hilda comes roaring in <laughs> saying, <laughs> she'll, "She'll crush you in a minute." <laughs> Think you're in charge. Yeah, yeah. She's like, yeah, you know. Let me show sit. you who's really here, who's just, really running this show. Yeah, just sit down, Carol, and I'll tell you a few things, and then yeah, you know, we'll have yeah. you know. It's not open for discussion, is it? When when that comes. Oh up. gosh, no, no, no. It's like you can't talk, you can't like reason your way out of it. No, you can't. And it's like you, you, your body, your neurological, uh, your neurophysiological system, your central nervous system uh, is all on Brunhilde's side. <laughs> they're all on Brunhilde's oh, yes, side. Yeah. You know, they're not with you. They're not going, well, yeah, you know, uh, they know who's boss. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, Brain, Brainhilde wins 100% <laughs> of the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's, she's a strong oh, lady. It happens, it happens less frequently now. Yeah. But like, when my fatigue comes on bad, I mean, it can get bad fast. Right. Okay. Um, so, so that means I have napped in some fairly strange places. Okay. So it means I have napped in Such public as? places. <laughs> well, like park benches, or <laughs> I have napped in um, in a, a classroom at a craft store. Okay. I have napped yeah. on a fishing boat. Right. I have napped in the nice. in the bedding department at a furniture store. Oh, fair I enough. napped yeah. in a bar. I didn't. I wasn't drinking, and the sign said "bar and lounge." Yeah, I've napped um, in a few bars. But I napped in the conference room of my U.S. senator. <laughs> oh, right, okay. Um, so the, the joke is one. that, that I, I tell people I sleep around. <laughs> yeah, funny, yeah, yeah, that's that's funny one. Yeah, but yeah, you know, and that's I think that's another piece of of all humor, of this of yeah, coming humor. to acceptance. Yeah, is finding the humor because yeah. a brain injury it will never be funny. The no. symptoms are never going to be funny, but. No, there is a way to find the humor yeah, in them. It's, it's, I, mean, I think it's difficult sometimes because other people, unless they've got some experience, I don't know. But uh, I mean, like where we live in like England and Britain, you know, there's a certain type. I live in the north, so it's more like a, a gallows type humor where it's like, well, you know, we. we you know, we make fun of ourselves sometimes, and I know that's possibly not the best thing to do, but it's funny when you're able to do that. It's kind of like it, it can diffuse a situation, it can diffuse tension around your illness or your condition. Yes, exactly. Yes, I, I, it, it, took, it took a while for me to find the humor because, mm. goodness knows, I have cried buckets of tears, oh, you know, yeah, over yeah, this, yeah, especially yeah, in the early years. Yeah. Um, so that if the humor didn't come right away. Um, but it, it came it came eventually. Yeah, yeah, and it is, it is good that, you, that when you can do that, and uh, but also know that you know 
um, it, that can help other people to laugh at the situation, the ridiculousness. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you find yourself in a hopeless spot, which, which seems hopeless, but you know that the, if somebody else can laugh at themselves, well, you know, the, the, mm-hmm. it, it can't be that bad. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like self, self, um, self-deprecating humor, or can it, it, mm-hmm. can, it can be good sometimes. Mm. I have I have tons of uh, pictures now. People take pictures of me when I when I'm napping in public <laughs> places on, and no. they put signs on me. And, and it, but oh, it's it's man. part of our it's it's yeah. part of our. <laughs> they put them all over Twitter or something. Off. <laughs> well, they, actually, I use I, I, I use them as part of as part of my my speeches. Oh, when okay. I, when yeah. I talk about humor. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you got you got a, a reason a reason to use it. <laughs> yes, that's good. Yeah. That's fantastic. All right, so. Um, uh, what else did I, uh, did I want to ask you about? Um, yeah, are you thinking about um, future future projects and things that you got in the pipeline? Is there, is there anything that you you'd like to share about? Um, th- th- that was the, that was the blog on the way, and yeah, in the blog. Um, and so you you're gonna um, people can sign up to your blog, can't they? So that when there's yes. new posts as well, and mm-hmm. also you did you do a podcast as well. Um, not not my own podcast. I've been on other podcasts people's podcasts like this, right. but I have not done my own okay. my own podcast. I think I think with book stuff and speaking stuff, and if I do blog, I think I think that's more than enough for. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's just that the, the the method, the way that you're doing it. So yeah. I mean, I I, I don't do any public speaking. Nobody asked me to. <laughs> so yes, you know, for me and, and for me, that, I, well, yeah, I, I really I really enjoy um, this the speaking, yeah, um, uh-huh. having opportunities to to give keynotes. You know, at at brain injury conferences. Yeah, that's wonderful. Um, yeah. That's 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 your know, part of what of part of what I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think like we were like we were talking you know, before we started the interview that. All of us find our path. We find the things that yeah. work for us yeah, we do, with our yeah. injuries. Like, I wouldn't, if, if I didn't have friends who helped me mm. with all the keynotes, I wouldn't be doing them no, because I can't travel not. on my own. It's not safe. That no. I, I can easily, I can easily get too fatigued, or the sound things things can happen too easily that can incapacitate me. Or I need somebody's yeah. help. Yeah. So I don't want to be alone. Um, you know, in a strange not. place. You know, no, no, you don't having want to be. That, that happen. But if so, if I didn't have friends who were willing to travel with me to these speeches, that would not be what I was doing. I yeah. do local things, but not you know far away things. Mm. Uh, so all of us, depending on whatever whatever circumstances <clears throat> we have, we we do what we can do, and you know, and I didn't do any of these things in the early years because the early years were all spent like, how do I make dinner? Yeah. You know, how do I, how do I get out of the house? Yeah. Which treatment am I going to now? And I, I, I still I still you know see people for treatments, but you know less than I did in before. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah so, so it's like you're saying it is an evolution. It is is a gradual it is. evolution, and uh, it's it's important to tell people people listening because we don't just have um, like PCS sufferers listening. We have like caregivers and parents and even people that the doctors and and other other people just interested in. Um, is to think about you know, how, how to pace things, how to pace yourself. Um, yes. And yes, not, and this happens. And this, this all happens on gradually. That I that yeah. that I wouldn't want somebody to look at where I am twenty years out mm. and compare themselves to where they are if they're a year out, two two years out. Because I'll tell you, I was an absolute mess. Yeah. It's, when it's, I was, you know, in, in in my really my first eight years, I was a mess. Mm. Um, yeah. I mean, I think I think my car spent more nights away from home than I did. 
because I would get myself places and people would have to rescue me. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. And, and just it, yeah, and I mean that still happens, but not nearly yeah. as frequently now. Yeah, um, no, it, it, it's funny. We're, we're all on on our own journey. Yeah, and, and, and we're all doing the best we can <laughs> with because this is a this is a, a hugely difficult injury. We all know that it, it is, but that that we've already said and everybody's aware of is the fact that you can't actually see the injury. You can't. There's yeah. no way you can see it. Or you can, you can kind of get a sense from a person is how they're behaving and what symptoms they have and so on. And as a syndrome, you've got like over forty symptoms. Mm-hmm. And I used to think mm-hmm. of it like a carousel going round and round, and, and every day you're going to get a different set of symptoms. Uh, it's 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 potentially very frightening and very scary in the early days. And that's Absolutely. that's how we yeah. And then we misbehave. I had my fair share of misbehaviour. I won't go into details. Because um, my dad might be listening, <laughs> no, but yeah, you, you 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 tend to kind of like find yourself. What the hell am I doing? What, what where am I going? What, what you know? What on yes. earth am I doing? And, right? Um, am I am I am I losing my mind? I, I felt like yeah, I was losing my mental. mind. Yeah. Sometimes you feel like you're going mental, and it's like whoa. Yes, absolutely. I'm just like you know, and doing things because you lose uh, a lot of social skills overnight. It's just mm-hmm. gone. Like mm-hmm. uh, a sense of social propriety, emotional ability, and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I find myself laughing or crying completely, just even that in front of strangers. Oh, the, the, yeah, the cry. Oh, the, what oh, the I fuck is going on? Excuse my French. <laughs> um, but yeah, it could be like, well, and it would be seemingly nothing important that mm-hmm. triggered that. Mm-hmm. And it was like, what the hell is going on in my brain? Right. <laughs> what yes. Am I doing? <laughs> What's going on there? There was a time, somewhere within the first couple of years, my best friend yeah. had come over, we had gone for a walk, we came back mm. to my house, and a bumblebee got into the house, and I was already really oh, very yeah. tired. <laughs> yeah. uh, and if, you, if you've seen in the movies where somebody goes like sliding down the wall crying, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was me over oh, the bumblebee. No. <laughs> I completely, I mean, I just, I lost it. I mean, I was sobbing hysterically yeah. over the bumblebee. I mean, my poor best friend. I mean, you know, she got she got the bumblebee out. She yeah. got me to the couch. She got me something oh, to eat. Bless her. Uh, I mean, it took me it took me a couple of days to recover from the bumblebee. Yeah. Uh, that yeah that year for Christmas she got me all bumblebee things. Oh bless! That's a good, that sounds like a good friend as well. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But I mean, it's just an example <clears throat> of like you, you do you can lose your ability to roll with situations to to when something unexpected happens yeah yeah um and i'm I'm better at that now but i can still depend on depending on how tired my brain is yeah Uh um, just just this past you know christmas i was i was kind of in in a tired brain place and my my wrapping, I, I was just, I was losing it over getting the wrapping done. Oh, you know, right, so Friends yeah, came over yeah. and they rescued me and they, yeah. they, and they got the wrapping done. Yeah, it's, it's fairly monotonous. I, I used to, I used to work in, in a, in a place where like everything had to be gift wrapped and it was like, I got, I just could do it like with my blindfolded in my sleep. But yeah, no, I, I know what you mean when it's something that is like that, you're like, oh, I don't even, I don't remember what to do. Yeah, <laughs> Which, yeah, which bit do you fold it's, where? It's a feeling of like, I know what to do, but I don't know what uh, to do both at the same time. Yeah, when you're having to kind of like think about it and, and, and so much, it's like, uh, this should be automatic, but 
it's right, not. But yet it's not. <laughs> Some, somebody's on strike somewhere up there. Yes, yeah. exactly. Come you know, back to work, help me out, man. Um, right, so, uh, yeah, we, 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 we think there's um, a really good link between, um, although though it comes from the grieving process and the loss through brain injury, there's a good link towards creativity uh, and going into the right side of the brain after an injury in order to help you recover through music, through poetry, through art, through paint by numbers, whatever, um, just being in nature, uh, music, mm -hmm. yes. sound, whatever your brain can tolerate. Um, mm -hmm. What what for you would be the like the top three things that I know, I know we may have touched on some of these already. What mm -hmm. would you think like in general for people, Carol? What would be like the top three things they could try in order um, to help re rehabilitate the brains? I think you're trying something creative. Doesn't have to be like really difficult. No. Um, like you know, I did the jewelry because I I, I draw rotten stick people. Um, <laughs> Me too. So like I didn't I really did not want to try anything where I had to draw because that's no. just it was not a skill for me before my injury. It definitely is not no, a skill. No, for me. no, some people have got that. But yeah. I I enjoyed color. I wanted mm -hmm. to do things with color. Uh huh. Um, so I I liked like the beads. Just like I can, I can string yeah. beads. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, but so I don't have to like draw anything, but I can kind of play with the with the color. So yeah. being just being open to to trying something creative, something maybe you haven't tried before, okay. and being okay mm. with all right. Well, if this doesn't work, yeah, then that's okay too. Yeah, um, I, you know, the getting the getting out in nature, yeah. um, mm. a little bit, and yeah. just. Um, Feeling the brain. Um, there's a there's a book we have it in our lending library at the support mm. group that I that I co-lead yeah. um, about earthing, about staying in about the importance of staying uh, in contact with earthing. Yeah. It's about yes. how like when like when we go barefoot, like at the beach or on the grass. Yes. Yes. How that feels. That's, there's a reason for that. That that our bodies are are meant to be in touch with nature. That's very very good. Yeah. I mean, the earthing the, the kind of electrical discharge of all the electromagnetic EMF smog you pick up from devices, mm -hmm. computers, phones, yeah. and so on. Yeah. And you get earthing blankets for your bed. I've got one. It's like mm -hmm. it yes. You do that. And, I, and then I also think yeah. finding a way to connect with other brain injury survivors. Yeah. Right. Because that's, that's, there, I mean, there's magic when yeah. we talk to one another because mm -hmm. we have this shared experience. We get it. That of course yeah. we need we need professionals we need our families we need friends mm, but we, we need each other too we because do. nobody can get it like another survivor gets it Amen because to that. This, it, it's so hard to explain to other people um, because to other people some of the things we talk about can sound to them like mm. stuff they deal with too if I can say, if I say oh I'm in trouble with my memory oh I have a really bad memory too yeah, or people. if I'm tired oh I get tired too but yeah. we know it's different. Yeah. But it's hard to describe how it's different. Uh, yeah, I think pe people generally try to empathise, don't they? Automatically try to empathise, but oh, yeah, I get tired too. But then, mm -hmm. you, you know, it's difficult to come back and say, well, no, you don't get as tired as me, because you don't want to get into kind of like, you know, <laughs> oh, 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 I get more tired than you. No, but right. people try to empathise, and that sometimes dies. But, but it, it, it ends yeah. up discounting our experience, not, not on yeah. purpose, but it just no, it it's, does. It's a human it, thing. It is different. Yeah, it's just it's no, just a human another survivor. Thing. You don't even have you just you just know. Yeah, you go you you look at them and you go and they go, oh, I was really, you know, knackered the other day or whatever, and you go like, yeah, yeah, I, I get you, I feel you, <laughs> and you know that they're like they've done what you've done, 
and they you know that they've they've had to cope with it yes um, yes and and being being able to be receiving help on your journey from another survivor yeah. being able to help another survivor mm-hmm. you being able to use your experience to help another survivor yeah, it's, yeah that, it's, means, it's, that means uh, a lot. Yeah, it's more like a type of comradeship sometimes, isn't it? It's helping, Absolutely. helping in yes. a way that will. And yeah. that, that can be you know in person yeah. on a, in a in a support group. There's so many groups now. You know, on Facebook. Oh yeah, yeah. There are so many ways now for mm. survivors to connect from all of, all over the world. Yeah, yeah it's um, massive. That's a, that is just wonderful. That didn't exist even a few years no. ago. No, that back back when I started in like 2008 or whatever. There was, like, I think, it was like one or two generalized brain injury groups on the internet. Mm-hmm. There's nothing on Facebook, and I was like, "Well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to start this off and go." And then, mm-hmm. yeah, you, you've always, always been there to encourage other people to do similar, to start their own groups, to do their own thing, because they might not always like what we're doing. They might kind of want to do it their own way, the different way. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes that's been negatively motivated for people because people have gone, you know, like, oh, well, you know, I don't like your group up. And so, well, yeah, just go and do your own thing, do it and, you know, be, be successful. And, and, you know, we don't have to agree in everything, but just mm-hmm. it's important that you do try uh, mm-hmm. to connect mm-hmm. people. And I think, yeah, once you get into connecting people and bringing people together, no matter where they are, then you know you, you're going the right way, you're on the right path. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, in terms of, uh, now in the future, uh, of, of people are always going to get brain injuries. People are always going to get concussions. They're going to be a car accidents. They're going to be falls. Uh, people can get thrown off the horses, all kinds of stuff. And it is really a case now. I think that, well, th- there's more of us about to start to kind of pick those people up metaphorically or, or kind of like spiritually start to pick them up. Whereas back in, I'd say like, you know, in, in when you were injured first or when I was in the, in the 20-noughties, I was looking around and going, well, there's, there's nobody here for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, I think it is important that, yeah, we've got so much more awareness and there's more people uh, that, that can kind of like, you can readily go to. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, so, yeah, yes. Essential, essential that we, we keep doing this work. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Okay, so uh, Carol, is there anything else that you, you'd want to share with us uh, about about your journey or, or what's for the ahead uh, for the future? Um, um, no, so just if, if people want to to learn more, I encourage or, or sign up for the blog or le- learn more my, about my book. I encourage mm-hmm. them to visit my website. Okay, and where can we uh, where can we buy your book and get your book from? Um, my book is available on Amazon. Amazon, right? Uh, and again, it's to root and to rise, accepting brain injury, and it's available. It's a it's a print book, it's an ebook, and it's an audio book too. Oh, is it? Um, uh-huh. And my, my website is star s t a r r speaker author dot com. Fantastic, and uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to, to reading your blog posts as well, and and to the book as well. I, I might I might um, try and get the audio book, but we'll see anyway. <laughs> yeah, looking forward to reading that. So, thank you. Right. So, thank you so much uh, for thank you being generous with your time and coming to, to do this chat today. I know it's it's been a, an awful lot of fun. And, uh, yes, and I, I've, I've had a, this has been a wonderful chat. <laughs> Enjoyed this very much. And it, it, it's, it's, it never ceases to amaze me that everybody that comes on, we are, the, the things in common, the common connections, or these degrees mm-hmm. of separation that just make thing these types of chats so much easier. Because we are, of course, still you know kind of dealing with all the, the the issues and things to some extent. So it's always easier when you you connect with somebody. Right. So um, thank you very much, Carol. 
and um, uh, we hope to hopefully you, you may want to come back on again someday and uh, you know uh, we can chat about something else I'd be delighted all right so thank you for now Carol Starr from Maine in the USA cheerio. all right thank you cheerio bye Yes, that was fantastic. Um, you know, it's, it's good. Always uh, saying it's always good to connect with other people uh, regarding PCS and brain injury, and, and um, yeah, you can learn so much on the journey from other people. I think Carol's story is a, is a great example of that. When you've got the right people around you, people around you, then um, you know you can do tremendous, amazing things. So I hope you'll all go and uh, check out Carol's website and. Um, a supporter on Facebook uh, and uh, in her work as well and, and look out for a, a, a book too uh, and I'm looking forward to reading that uh, so thank you for joining us again um, as usual uh, you can get in touch with us on Facebook Post Concussion Syndrome Awareness Worldwide there's a few groups there and uh, also on WordPress uh, Post Concussion Syndrome Awareness UK .wordpress.com which is our main blog and on Twitter uh, you can contact us, uh, the handle is at postconcussion, or you can contact me, myself, um, at david74, that's D-A-V-I-G-E-7-4. Um, and yeah, I look forward to hearing from you as well. Uh, so that's episode 32, and hopefully there's some more interviews to come soon, and uh, more discussion as well. Um, so until next time, thank you for being with me. Cheerio.